I love it. I'm on a mission. No sweat in the way I step. I got a fresh new attitude. The American dream is not dead. Listen to Neil and Jeff share their leadership experiences through a new kind of leadership podcast. This is The American Hustle. I'm leveled up. And this is my world Good morning. Afternoon, evening, wherever, however you are joining us, welcome to the American Hustle, where we believe the American dream is not dead. This podcast is all about leadership and business through your ho- your heart, <laughs> <laughs> and through your hosts, Neil and Jeff the Italian Stallion. My name is Neil with Simpson Family Jeeps, and that is the uh, the company that I'm probably most uh, best known for at this juncture. And uh, I say that as if I have a bunch of other ones. I don't. I'm not that kind of guy, which is actually what we're going to talk, talk about today. Um, because uh, the concept of, of serial entrepreneurship oftentimes comes up when we're having these conversations about balance. So, folks, we're, we've got a heck of a good show for you as we get moving into our conversation. Episode number one-ish, Ish. right? Because <laughs> we've been shooting a number of, uh, of pilot and beta episodes. Um, but we're going to be talking today about balance and moderation, right? All, all too often uh, through leadership, uh, entrepreneurship, and, you know, kind of the the general glamorized hustle nature of uh, of our, our society, you know, we're really told to push, 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 um, which, which is, which is good sometimes. Correct. Right. Um, and so, you know, we're going to be tying in a number of those topics. Um, Jeffrey, do you have anything to add to the to the get-go of our conversation? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, take a moment, like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating for our show. Uh, and then coming up in the episode, we're going to be diving deep into uh, balance. That's our main topic for today. As well, that don't miss out at the end of the episode. We'll go over our quote of the week and we'll tear that apart and look at how that can affect you. Absolutely. I love it. And for those of you who are joining us maybe for the first time, it's important to, you know, to acclimate yourself with your host here. Uh, again, my name is Neil Simpson with SFJ4x4.com, Simpson Family Jeeps out of Connie, Ohio. And my esteemed co-host here, uh, Jeffrey the Italian Stallion Sheramonte, is uh is is one of our colleagues and you know technicians and then you know a highly decorated producer for our, our wildly successful i speak jeep podcast um which you can find you know on all your favorite streaming platforms it's going to be geared directly towards the automotive industry uh, it's a niche within a niche if you will but um the nature of who we are and the the you know, the stories and wealth of experience that we bring through the table is decades of leadership, uh, both within uh, society, you know, the marketplace as far as business experience, uh, working for other businesses, working for, you know, nonprofits or uh, traditional corporate structures, and then obviously within the family. So, just a little bit about your hosts as we get going and the perspective that we bring to the table. And our desire to convey to our listening audience 
how we go about managing our lives, um, the good, the bad, the ups, the downs, and, uh, and, and the idea of leadership, entrepreneurship, and, and being able to achieve success in this Western market that we live, the, the American dream, the American hustle. So today we will be talking about uh, that more is not always better. Why not? And, you know, <laughs> we were talking a little bit before we got going here, and this is going to be uh, an interesting conversation uh, today because as, a, as an individual, um, you know, I am feeling out of balance myself. And so this, this being cognitive of the, the, the fact that, you know, that my world seems a little topsy-turvy at the moment um, is, is raw and, uh, you know, it's a place that I've been before, but it's not a place that I want to exist in. And that's going to be really important to the, the conversation as people, you know, as people join us and listen in on this all too often through the nature um, and understand that the, the title of the podcast is the American hustle for a reason, because we, we believe in in pushing hard. Right. Hustling. I was a I was a reasonably decorated athlete. And that was one of my my father was a coach. And so I can I can hear him screaming, you know, hustle and you're on the field or on the court or. I can I can hear that um, to this day, and so while I have an appreciation, a positive association and appreciation for that, we as a culture have almost become addicted to what I'll call hustle porn right. and the idea that um, you know the stuff that trends on the social media platforms, the stuff that that really captures people's attention is this extremism. Oh, there's, I mean, that, that reminds me of the video that you sent me of a gentleman going on to the extreme of exaggeration. Yes. Talking about how you're going to make a $15 million in one night, and then you're going to do this, then you're going to buy out NBC, then you're going to buy a Komodo Dragon. Like, just the it unrealistic. Awesome. It was awesome. It was his his uh, his spiral of thoughts. Right. Right? And, and, and the reason he made that parody, folks, is because there are people who are authentically uh, you know, marching around as, as leaders, as successful business people who are claiming to have done those exact things basically, or that that's their key to success, right. which is hot garbage, right? Yep. Hot garbage. If you didn't hear me the first time, because ultimately, yes, you may have one or two outliers in life, in the world who will, you know, will hit big, you know, overnight success uh, oftentimes, it's more the perception of overnight success, relevancy to your to your perspective. So, if you, uh, I, I've recently refer, heard it referred to as the ten year success mark, um, that a business uh, that's been in business for ten years, you know, that they've just kind of muddled through the muck and the mire, and then all all of a sudden, they become highly market relevant to a whole bunch of people who are interested in that industry. But not uh, we're not prioritizing that that business. So, you know, for example, that a company who makes widget A has been making widget A for years. Right. And the consumers of widget A, you know, were unfamiliar with that company. Right. They were buying from the biggest box stores. They were buying from a bunch of other people. And uh, now all of a sudden now, you know, that company making widget A is established enough 
to have broad, wide market relevancy. And uh, now all of a sudden the rest of the world is paying attention to them. So they think it's overnight success. Right. It's not. It's decades, you know, of right. prior to starting the business and the decade of operating the business. Right. And then because they become relevant in their market, people think they're an overnight uh, sensation. So then somehow we gravitate to this as consumers um, who are unfamiliar and are like, well, you know, they made a million overnight. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. But even so, when you when you look into all these leadership courses and you're reading the leadership books, it's still telling you that you have to push nonstop. Oh, yes. Yes. Why is that? And and, and I will admit that through some of my own trials and tribulations, some of my darkest moments, and that's why this is going to be a little a little challenging for me because there are some extremism mantras that I feel lifted me up out of my depths. So I almost for a brief moment make an argument for the extremist, uh, the extreme, you know, verbiage, the... <clears throat> You know, the the push, push, push. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was in such a deep, dark place of despair, of frustration over the choices that I made for for my life. Right. The, the financial obligation to to my company, to the fact that I drained my family bank account, to the fact that I was using um, our house payments uh, to pay for the company and not paying on our house. And not communicating well with my wife those things that I was doing, that um, that I was such I was I was my pendulum was so far removed yep. from balance that the overt positive uh, thought processes, you know, extremists had to pull my pendulum back. There was, there was no finding balance over there. That was pendulum was way too far. So there was a great, um, there, there is a great extreme, uh, mantra or story. And it's about, uh, you know, it's actually it trends on, on social media. Every once in a while you hear the, you'll hear the soundtrack played. And this idea that, uh, <clears throat> this idea that there's a guru and he's a very successful individual. And a young man comes to him and says, hey, uh, I want to be as successful as you are. And the guru says, all right, totally. I'd love to I'd love to to give you some of my wisdom. I'd love to help you out in this process. And uh, kid says, cool, I'm good to go. And the guru says, cool, meet me down at, uh, you know, the lakeside, you know, um, at 5 a.m. And the kid's like, ah, you know, young man's like, ah, it's 5 a.m., I don't want to get up that early. And the guru is like, I thought you wanted me to teach you something, but now it's under your conditions, right? Yep. Kid says, all right, all right, I'm good. I'll, I'll be there. So 5 a.m. rolls around the next day, and uh, the young man and the guru are there. And uh, the guru says, all right, um, you know, strip down to your swim trunks, and let's get in the water. And the kid's like, it's cold. It's uncomfortable here, you know? And the yep. guru's like, you either want me to help you or you don't. You asked me for help. I gave you, a, I, I gave you, you know, I'm starting to give you pieces of my wisdom, you know. So kid goes, all right, all right. I'm, I'm stripped down to his, his swim trunks and they walk out into the water. He says, all right, come out a little further. And guy goes, I don't, I don't, you know, I didn't really sign up for this, you know. And goes out a little further in the water and the guru says, all right, 
um, <clears throat> come out a little further. They go out, and the guru grabs the, the young man and shoves him down under the water. Okay? And the, 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 the young man pops up and is like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> the guru shoves him back down under the water again. And the young man comes, you know, back up and is like, you're crazy, dude. Like, why are you doing this? And the guru grabs him, shoves him down once more. And at this point in time, he, the, the young man is, is, you know, fighting for everything he's got. He's coming up. He's trying to catch air because a couple times he's up. He didn't really get to catch his breath and, and all that. And he comes up out of the water. He's, you know, bite, fight, scratch, coming up out of the water. And he's frustrated and he's, you know, so upset. And he says, what are you doing? And the guru says, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. So I have to say, as, uh, as my little counter argument to life in, in balance, in my darkest moments, because my life was so far out of balance, I needed that extreme mantra. Yep. I needed that to pull me back to center. Now, and that is why those messages exist. And that is why those messages exist, right? To 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 circle back to you said why? You know, what is it? That's why that message exists. Yes. Okay. It's not saying that for the rest of your life you have to push 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 and not breathe. Exactly. Ex boom, right? Jeffrey's on it. I hope you I hope folks who are listening in got that as well, right? So that extreme message existed as a interim moment to recenter me. Now, if you attempt to live at that full throttle experience, and I love a full throttle, you know, life experience, it will take its toll on you. Yes. And the majority of people are not well equipped and there, to to live at that speed. Without question, there are times in life that you're going to have to go full throttle. There 100%. are you, you're going to have to. The difference is being able to identify that and find that ability to swing, as you put it, the pendulum back into balance. 100%. And, and maintain a balance. Mm -hmm. But the th full throttle, if you're not doing full throttle in your life, you're not getting it as far forward as you could be. And, and I, you know, we talked about it briefly in our, our, our pre-recording and obviously in our tech notes, this idea of, of living at the edge of discomfort. Yes. Right? And so... Um, and that's such an important concept is the fact that knowing what the edge of discomfort is. Correct. And that uh, and I really hate to use full throttle because obviously that's a pretty fun thing in our normal, you know, our, our normal <laughs> world. <laughs> but at that full, you know, no holds bar, wiling out, going yep. 100 miles an hour, not caring about who, you know, who's caught up in the wake of your path. Yep. Um, that is, that is the difference. Right. And so I think those extremists, so, you know, as a quick review, those extremists messaging exist to either jumpstart us, right. Yep. Um, to kind of light a fire under our feet and get us going yep. or to pull us out of that moment. And, and the light a fire comment, that's exactly it. It's there to light a fire. It is not there to maintain that fire. And that, I think, is the biggest struggle that that when we talk about these traditional and, and, and again, why are we doing this? We're doing this to try and talk about some of the things that we see within the leadership, uh, entrepreneurship, business communities that 
are the the same gobbledygook that's regurgitated over and over again by the big talking heads. Yep. Right. And talk about, you know, what are the things that that then what's your nitty gritty? What's your everyday experience? Right. Because ultimately in the book at the uh, at the big you know, conference or, or special, you know, special weekend retreat. It's all about lighting that fire yeah. and trying to, you know, trying to, to motivate people into getting excited. Yep. The, <laughs> the problem is that's great on the weekend retreat or for that Friday night, you know, special speaking event. Right. And that might get you going for a few weeks, maybe even six weeks 100%. or so, but that's not going to maintain it. And you know what? And in my own life experience, I learned, I personally feel like I learned this lesson as a teenager. Uh, I had the opportunity to be involved in a lot of different uh, like youth group retreats, uh, community events where we would get to sit down with local business leaders and, you know, talk about our talk about our city and talk about, you know, how uh, what resources were available Um uh, again, through the church, through my family, through you know the local community, I had these different opportunities where you would go in and everybody would get really, really excited, right? Yeah. And then they they they'd have an action plan after that, and they say, okay, we're going to meet every Thursday for the foreseeable future. And that first meeting, you've got you know, say your your first retreat was fifty people. That first meeting, you're pulling in thirty eight. That's eh, a Thursday afternoon. That's okay, you know. That second meeting, you're pulling in 34, 35. Week six, week eight comes around, four people are there. Yep. You know, and I, I learned that. I saw that happening in front of me going, people go to this particular, you know, this special, this particular event, and they get all all fired up, all motivated, and then life sets back in. Yep. Right? That pendulum you know, starts to swing back to center, but unfortunately we lose sight. We don't have the tools in our toolbox as individuals to maintain that healthy perspective on our goal, on our mission, on what we're trying to accomplish. Right. And that's the problem is we become a, a culture addicted to hustle porn. Yep. Right. And I now I need to get back to that next retreat. I got to go back to that meeting. I, I got to tell you, I, I'm watching a couple people because of this online um, who there's a lot of great groups you can join. Oh, right? yeah. Um, you know, whether they're your local chamber or uh, a masterminds group or a life skills coaching group that, you know, is trying to create other life skills coaches and whatnot. And I'm watching a couple people and I'm thinking to myself. I think you might be addicted to going to these meetings because you go and you get jazzed up and then you got to be right back in again on Thursday. Yep. And then you got to be right back in on a Sunday brunch. Yep. And you know what I mean? I'm looking at it going, see, we're, we're lacking the tools in our toolbox to go from that, that extreme to extreme. Right. And I, I love these groups, these think tank, networking, life skills, leadership skill groups. There's value there. There absolutely is. But somebody who's going to, you know, seven of them a week, yeah, <laughs> you know, five of them a week, and they're different groups, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like, hey, this is my family now, and we're going out to dinner. Um, no, this is, these are people who, uh, you know, are trying to develop skills. They're trying to figure out where they fit in this life skills leadership right. experience. Um, so that's, that's the thing. So what, 
what are those? What what is that perspective that when you know when the pendulum is not 180 degrees out? Yeah. What is that X Y axis that zero degree mark? Right. Um, what are those skills that you know that encourage us to create moderation? How how should we be looking to the world? How what should we be looking at? I think it's a a multitude of things. You can't just look at one thing in life and say, okay, if I if I focus in here, I'll have balance. No, you have to focus in at work. You have to focus in at home. Uh, your hobbies need to have focus. Mm-hmm. Your your life in general, your family, all of that, everything has to have its own special focus, and you have to prioritize through all of those. Right. To find that balance. Right. And I think that there's a number of skills or tactics. Um, I think we both have probably been a part of developing mission statements or vision statements, mm-hmm. smart goals, smart goals. Uh, uh, the other one would be uh, just understanding your core values. hundred percent. Right. And so I think that there is merit or value in, uh, in doing this for, you know, do this for your business, do this for your family, do this for your friendship, Yep. Right. Uh, I, I don't care if you're in a model trains, do it for what do I see myself doing with my model train right now? And where do I want to be doing this in 12 months? And if it's if it's say, hey, you know, what? I'm really happy with this. OK, how do I maintain it for the next 12 months? Right. How do I how do I continue to ensure that I have this enthusiastic, enjoyable experience? Because ultimately, in the void of a plan, Somebody else will will take that from you, right? Yep. So, you know, so if you if you don't have that that core value, that mission, that whatever is ready for you to rock and roll, somebody else will insert for there. You know, so maybe it's your <clears throat> maybe it's your workplace says, hey, you know what? I really need you to come in on a Sunday. Yeah. And you look at your schedule, like, well, I really wanted to play with my model railroad today, but eh, I'll go into work. Yeah. I, you didn't get to you didn't get to fulfill that part of your hobby, your special interest, that thing that, that thing that you can kind of indulge in. Right. Right. if it's healthy indulgence, you know, right. Right. So, and that's always the thing. I, I didn't uh, get to go to the bar and have my 12 drinks. Right. That's, that's <laughs> a little, that's, you know, that's not the best hobby. Uh, you know, go to the bar, sh- you know, throw some darts, enjoy, it, the, enjoy the friendship, company, right. Yep. Enjoy your friendship. Yep. And that's fine. And that's the thing. I had a coach, uh, in college and he always, you know, he, he would talk about moderation. I mean, that was his that was his term. Moderation, moderation, moderation. Everything's I, good in moderation. Everything is good in moderation, right? And yeah, we're on social media. Somebody be like, well, you know, hardcore drugs, moderation. Oh my god, you know what I mean? Like, come on, this yeah. is the, folks, come on, let's look at the the the, the big concept, right? Correct. The, everything is good in moderation, and I I wonder. I look back on that experience, and I and I go, man, I wonder how much how many people that sunk into right i mean it was a great message yeah. that he had for us as as young men as uh college athletes we're saying hey moderation be responsible with your decision making um and that's the same as balance right moderation and balance are arguably the same right so if you're uh you know a health nut cool be a, be a health nut but don't don't lose sight of you know those core those core principles of of being healthy right you can easily become unhealthy at that point correct right and so 
some of those those tools, what I think we would encourage people to do is to to kind of plan, even even again if it's your hobby, you know, yep. loosely. And and your hobby might be, I just want to read more. Yeah, I want to make some time for me and be in my 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 headspace and read more. That's cool. You don't need to you don't need to say hi. Hey, I need to read a hundred books this year. If you're if you're not reading two this year, don't be like, oh, I need to read a hundred. Right. You know. Right. I like to read. I that, but I'm going to read a hundred. That's not that doesn't work. You know. But again, plan out how you're going to prioritize that time, and then how to create and maintain a healthy experience in that moment. You know. Now the edge of discomfort. I think that we would do our pursuit of success right. a disservice. If we don't talk about that edge of discomfort when it comes to leadership and entrepreneurship. I so agree. what are your thoughts? Right. So now we're talking about, you know, I was talking about playing with model railroads and shooting darts with friends and, you know, reading 100 books and you know, you're just reading two, blah, blah, blah. But with that 100 books and two books, what does that edge of discomfort look like? Right. And, and, and again, your question I think you posed is, is that always the right uh, tactic? Is it not the right tactic? When should we use that? So I think that's what we need to unpack here a little bit. So when, when you talk about the edge of discomfort, it goes back to the, the saying of your, your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It's either growing or shrinking at yes. all times. Yes. So you can either push past that comfort zone and, and expand and grow, or you can sit back and not, not even try to reach that edge. And it's going to keep shrinking on you and you're going to want to do less and less. Oh, absolutely. So pushing to that edge of discomfort is finding that barrier. What's what's uncomfortable? We'll go back to your saying of the books, whether it's two books or 100 books. You know what? 100 books is not possible. Right. That's just that's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. But let's say, hey, I can I can feel confident that I could read about a book a month. Mm -hmm. OK, makes sense. So now that's 12 books in a year. Let's push that to 15. There's your edge of discomfort. I love it. You're pushing just just past where you know you're comfortable. Right. And you're going to keep pushing at that point. And I think that, again, if that's your your goal, right, to become a, a better proficient reader who, who wants to broaden your perspective, that's when you push. If it's if this is, hey, this is my moment to relax, you know, maybe you're not pushing to that edge of discomfort there. Yeah. Now, uh, I think that this is such a valuable conversation. And this is something that I had to myself uh, always keep in check, right? So we have these things we know about ourselves. And that tremendous self-awareness is, I believe, a, uh, a kind of a core nature of a good leader, right? We yeah. have to be self-aware. Um, the issue that I suffer from, I do air quotes for, for people who can't see me, I don't have a comfort zone. And this becomes very challenging. Yeah. Um, because because of either uh, how I was raised, uh, the experiences that I've I've chosen to uh, to, you know, kind of embrace or indulge in. I don't have a traditional comfort zone like other people have. So and that's challenging because I will always push myself beyond comfort and unrealistic expectations. And I will always push, push people around me. To that edge of, of discomfort, oftentimes into discomfort. Yes. And that is um, a challenge for me because 
I myself lack that awareness, that skill set, um, that experience to say, hey, this is a this is a normal this is a, a, a normal line and we're way beyond it now. I've crossed it, you I, know, and I'll tell you, it, it took me years and years to understand that concept because in, in young adulthood, I was in the fire department. I was a volunteer firefighter in one of the busiest departments in the region. Mm -hmm. I was a top 10 responder within that department. Mm -hmm. I was still working two full-time jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And trying to maintain a college education at the same time. Sure. I mean, I was pushing to an extreme, at which point most of my friends and family were asking, when do you actually sleep? Right. And right, I just right. didn't back then. That's uh, you, Sure. You can't. You yeah. get a, a little nap here or there in between stuff, but that's that's not a healthy balance. Sure. And and that, at that point, in that situation, it was rewarding to be in that top 10. Mm -hmm. You were treated differently if you were one of those at every mm -hmm. class. If you were on the top 10 calls. You were in the, the click, I guess sure. you could say. Sure. Whereas you have the guys that were just maintaining minimum. And, you know, even at that at that time in my life, I was like, what are you even doing here? Why are you even trying? Why, why are you around if you're not going to show up for stuff? Yeah, if you're not coming regularly and, and whatnot. Looking back at it, I'm going, wow, they had lives outside of this. <laughs> right. They, right. They were actually maintaining the healthy balance. They were the ones yes. that were doing what needed to be done yes. to take care of that balance. Yes. And I was on the unhealthy side of it. But it's so easy to get caught up in that. It is so easy to get caught up in it. And and as we've we've talked you know, before in our conversations, I'm all about uh, <clears throat> as you know, I used to have this 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 talk that I did. I, I would, you know, do with different youth groups or, um, you know, honor society inductions or special group talks and whatnot. And that conversation was life to the extreme. Right. And I did that as a messaging, as a as a as a branding of words to again appeal to people myself i did it to try and either you know light a fire under somebody or to you know help recenter someone but i recognize now um that that talking point 15 ish years ago may not have been as fully developed as i would have liked it or as i would share now right, right? because the idea was i wanted somebody like you to become fully engrossed in the fire department because society needs you. I wasn't in the fire department. Right. Right. So because I am completely non-active, I hope that somebody with your skill set, your enthusiasm, uh, your professionalism, and your regular practice of being a first responder would respond to me or my family. Because quite frankly, I don't give a crap. I'm not going to go and be a first responder. Yeah, I remember the uh, both in high school and in college, and shortly thereafter, I had opportunities, and I was like, "Oh man, that's really cool! You guys get to play with these big tools, and there's tanks and masks and equipment and jaws of life, and you know all this stuff." And that's about where my enthusiasm <laughs> stopped. You know what I mean? Yep. I value the role that somebody in that position plays, but I'm not going to do it myself. So I need somebody else by, you know, by the greater good of society to do that. Yeah. Now the issue is we need you to do that while maintaining balance throughout the rest of your life. Correct. Right. And so that's ultimately where our conversation is, is 
Um, <clears throat> we need that level of, of, of push, of professionalism, of hustle, but it has to be sustainable, has to be sustainable. Yep. And if you're doing that and also working multiple jobs and trying to go to school and trying to have a healthy relationship with an, in, you know, with a spouse or another individual, I can tell you, I um, ended many relationships during that work. time frame. It's not, yep. going, it's flat out not and, going and, to work. And by me saying I ended, I mean the choices and actions of myself caused those relationships that I didn't choose to end them. Correct. It was my choices Correct. and actions, which ultimately, as part of my own, as part of my own experience, my choices, my actions as a as a entrepreneur, as a business owner, almost ended my marriage. Um, and I had a, a beautiful family. I had your 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 kind of typical. We owned the house. We had the land. We had the family. We had all that. Right. We had it quote together. Yeah. Um, by most people's standards and the choices you were the hallmark family the hallmark family yep. right and by the choices that i was making with this push 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 um <clears throat> you know my wife said it best that i you know that i had originally set out to to marry her and instead i ended up marrying the business and i think uh, anybody who's in you know business ownership or entrepreneurship at some point in time uh, will feel that way and that weight of if they that, don't their spouse will yeah <laughs> and if they don't you have to go hey does my spouse feel that way yep because you know there's that that meme of like uh there's a picture with like a vehicle on blocks or tracks in the you know through the front yard or you know burnouts in the street and it's like every neighborhood has this guy and if you're unsure who it is it's you it's you right <laughs> so Anytime I read those, I'm like, huh, uh, uh, it might be me. Right. But there's to your credit to say, hey, if if you don't feel like you're married to the business, you better check and make sure that your spouse doesn't or your significant other right. doesn't. And that's back to that maintaining balance in your family. Boom. There it is. Right. And so um, I again, my uh, my advice to people listening in would be to to go ahead and monitor just as if you are your business or your career path or your, um, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to better yourself at. If you have those goals established, if you are writing down like, hey, what is my objective? How do I get, you know, how do I reach that objective? I would encourage people to reflect upon that in all aspects of their life in that manner, yep. right? To say socially, these are things that I would like to do that to help me feel more fulfilled. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, again, a hundred books because that will be unrealistic. Correct. And if you're only, if you're not reading any books right now and you think you're going to read 15 books, that too might be unrealistic. Unrealistic. Yep. That's, this is not to say there's a cookie cutter, right? For people's life experiences, but the tools in our toolbox can be uh, replicable, right? Correct. And so we're establishing what our objective is, and then we're we're saying what are those action steps that we do to get to that point. I know for me on a personal level, it has nothing to do with business, and nothing to do with leadership, has nothing to do with automotive or health or anything like that. I'd like to get passports for my family. Not because I have a great big trip planned, but maybe I'd like to in the future. That's literally my wife and I were talking about that right at the beginning of the year. 
Where you, it's, it's just about matter of having them so that we have that as an option. Absolutely. You know, we have no need for them at this moment. And and so that's a purely social thing that at some point in the future I would like to have for my family. And so that is loosely I've identified that as a goal. Yep. <clears throat> and then it fulfills me to work towards that, you know, because that seems like something that I should be able to attain. And now because I'm not under a deadline, I'm not doing anything pressure. Uh, the fees financially will be less. Yep. Um, I can do it at my at my leisure. I can learn about that process. I learn about you know how passports work and the process yep. of doing that. I can engage my family in that. That's no different than what I'm doing at work. Right. When we sit down and we look at a project that we're going to manage, how are we going to get there? What parts are involved? Uh, research behind the quality of the parts, application and communication with our customer, so on and so forth. The tool is the same. Yep. The content changes, right? And that's how we keep from being completely overwhelmed and way beyond that edge of discomfort. And that's why um, I, I actually brought a book in for us today just to talk about briefly. And it's called The One Thing. Okay. Uh, Gary Keller wrote it. Um, I have not read it. So uh, I love hearing about new material. So. The reason I picked this book up, I was at an airport. Honestly, you know, don't buy books in an airport. They're expensive. But <laughs> don't buy anything in an airport, and yet correct. we all do, right? Yeah. So I was just bored. I had like a three- or four-hour layover, and I'm going through one of the book sections, and I saw this book, and I'm like, oh, that, that looks interesting. It's mm -hmm. just a white book with big, bold letters, the one thing. On the back of the book is a, a giant question mark. Okay. I'm like, okay, now, now hey, I want to know what's going on. Their marketing has, has caught your eye, right? Yes. So I opened the book open the cover and inside the first page it says if you chase two rabbits dot 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 mm -hmm. i'm like okay where's this going <laughs> you open the next page and it says you will you will not catch either one right that's a russian proverb yeah i'm like there, there's so much truth just in that proverb alone yes and then when you start reading through this book it's identifying that you need to find that one thing not not like you think. It's not, what's that one thing in my life that I can do? It's, hey, when I'm at work mm -hmm. and I, I have this project coming up, what's the one thing I have to do to successfully complete that project by the deadline? Mm. And then you break it down further. What's the one thing I need to do this week to do that? What's the one thing I need to do today to do that? Mm -hmm. And you break that down. And then this sizable project or this massive goal that you have in front of you becomes, hey, I got to spend five minutes today doing this. Right. Five minutes today doing that tomorrow. And guess what? Project comes. It's done. It was not a huge challenge. Right. It becomes Be much more manageable, much more attainable. Because you're focused. Yeah. And it, it's finding that balance. It's the same same concept. The whole book is all about that, how you can do apply one thing to your life, uh, whether it be work, home, family, friends, whatever mm -hmm. it is. It's finding that one thing. And it's finding that balance. Yeah, that's fantastic. Because I think that's one of the biggest challenges is when we have found ourselves you know, way, way, you know, outside of center, outside of balance, outside of moderation, the world becomes very broad and consuming, yes. right? The weight of that starts to compact you yep. um, and you start to spin, right? And so that's where then people will turn to unhealthy habits, right? Or pushing harder, pushing further, pushing people away. Um, and, and God forbid they actually push into you know, uh, unhealthy habits that then wholly detract you. Right. Right. Um, 
that, you know, basically you're just trying to numb life at that point. Those are not obviously the healthy things. So to be able to have those tools to identify what's that one thing, break it down, make it more attainable, take off bite-sized chunks, um, compound those little small steps yeah. um, that ultimately will will be much more fulfilling and, and, and keep us centered. Well, and I know yourself, myself, we live on the edge of deadlines. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, it's just the way, the way we are. However, there's that, there's a lot of stress involved with that. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you actually take the time to balance things out and do the one thing each day to get towards that, your deadline's already met before you get to it. Absolutely. And it yeah. just takes all that pressure and stress off. So again, back to that balance. Yep. Uh, great session today. Um, well, we have, uh, do we? Do you have a, a quote of the week besides the uh, two rabbits? Because that one's yeah, going to be burnt into my brain. I don't know. That, that was, was a just good a, one. That was just a rushing proverb. That was we, a good one. We do have a quote. Hang on. And this is my world now. So our quote of the week. The key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. And that's from Stephen Covey. Hmm. The key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Um, and there's just, and I wish that I would have had something like this one, you know, kind of plastered, you know, huge on, on a sign around my desk or, you know, toolbox back in the day or, or whatever it would have been because, um, uh, because ultimately when your priorities are not defined, right, which is what we've been talking about to this point, um, again, socially, emotionally, uh, spiritually, you know, uh, financially, so on and so forth, those things, all the, all the illies, um, then you will lose sight. Again, somebody else will will put their priorities in on it. Or uh, because, again, the world seems so big, you just start grasping at whatever comes your way. Yep. Um, and, and this eventually I know we're going to talk about profit first uh, financials and that's paying yourself first, paying your company first, not other people's priorities. Um, that's along this line. Um, but this is uh, to unpack this is saying, you know, identify what those priorities of yours are um, and and work towards that. Right. Do that one that one thing concept, apply the tools in your toolbox to your priorities. Well, and I think that's also a, a part of saying, hey, I haven't seen these friends in this this long a time. I'm going to make it a priority to schedule time with them. I'm going to call them up, say, hey, when can we set aside time to go have coffee and mm -hmm. just catch up? Sure. You know, you're scheduling that time in when when you're looking at, hey, I have this house build that I'm building and I want to have X, Y, Z done by this date. Mm -hmm. Now I have to schedule that time in to be able to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, the the idea to say. Where do we want to see ourselves? And, and you use it as a great example to, to, to grow off of the book, you know, a uh, hundred books, not realistic, but 15 books. If you're already, you know, reading one or two a year or, or four or five, 15 edge of discomfort, I can push myself a little bit, broaden my perspective. Um, but then scheduling saying, Hey, these are my, these are my hard dates. You know what yep. I mean? Um, and Hey, this, this month, 
Uh, I know that I don't have as demanding of a work schedule, so I'm going to find some more time. Or I know that I'm going to go on a uh, a self fulfilling camping tre- retreat. You know, I'm going to be holed up in a tent in you know in, in in God's nature there. So I'm going to read an extra book and look out the you know the the window of the tent or the cabin and just watch the world go by and read. Enjoy nature while you're reading. Right, yeah. and I know that I'm going to get two books in that month. Yeah, right. Um, those are the steps. Uh, that again, you have to prioritize and say, Hey, these are my things. Now it's important to note that we have to obviously identify those priorities of those around us as well. Right. Again, our spouses, our, our children, so on and so forth. Um, that again, if you have the pendulum has swung too far and you're not paying attention to them, (laughs) you know, again, we have to identify and go, Hey, am I considering my, my wife, my husband's, my children's priorities as well? And then finding that striking that balance. And so uh, yeah. I hope and that means scheduling time with your kids, scheduling for doing activities with them, whether it being, hey, on Saturday, we're going to spend an hour out in the yard playing catch. Sure. You know, schedule those times. Sure. And that will, again, force us uh, to to actualize those goals. Yep. All right. As far as uh, summarizing up this episode, um, life in moderation is about balance. Uh, life to the extreme is valuable when pulling yourself out of the depths of despair or lighting a fire under your feet. But the ability to maintain that full throttle experience is likely going to shut everything down for you. Yep. So the idea is that if you can keep yourself centered on that zero point of the XY axis, that will actually help you become a more successful individual in whatever aspect of your life you would like to apply it to. And we encourage you to apply it to all aspects of your life. And so that is your work, your home, your passions, your family, your friends, your spirituality, those types of things. Utilize the tools in our toolbox from all of our big speaking heads and all of our leadership material that we have, but ultimately set those priorities, Make sure that they're they're reasonably measurable. Understand those around you, and kind of work towards those uh, those goals, kind of step by step in the process. Yep, folks, I um, I had a blast, Jeffrey. I love our content and our ability to do this, our opportunity to sit down and prioritize this ourselves. And that's ultimately uh, something that I always say here. Well, we just have to make it happen. We yep. have to push it into the schedule um, and. We will grow to our potential if we prioritize these things. So uh, that is uh, we're living in that moment. And I appreciate that. Um, Folks, make sure that you are taking a moment to, you know, like and subscribe. Give us a five star rating uh, for our show. It, It means a lot to us. Also, if you're commenting, uh, you know, we might not see it on every platform. If you'd like to reach out to us. Um, we have a text only number 440-855-2100 again, 440-855-2100. Um, or you're welcome to email, uh, Jeffrey, our producer, and obviously esteemed co-host here, Jeff C that's J E F F C at S F J four X 4com Anything to add, Jeffrey? I think that's it. I think this was a great episode about balance, and we'll focus in on some upcoming episodes. Um, some of the things that we're going to talk about in the future takes one to know one and respecting boundaries. 
Awesome. The American dream is not dead. We want to help you along the way. With over 40 years of combined leadership experience, we want to help you succeed. Share your stories, ask us questions, and believe in the American dream. Through heart and hustle, we will show you the path of success and hopefully have a little fun along the way. You can email us at jeffc at sfj4x4.com or text us at 440-855-2100. Until next time, lead with your heart and keep hustling.